Christian Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. If the God of the Bible really exists, I would go gladly to hell. And anybody who's happy to go to heaven to worship such a creature is morally bankrupt. It is because God's wrath is real that His mercy is relevant. Unless you have a real wrath, the biblical concepts of mercy and of grace are robbed of their meaning. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Let's do this. It's the Wretched Radio <laughs> Mail Call Delivery Bag <laughs> Q&A Infotainment Nationwide Extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and missives. Cool. Special message for all the kids watching at home. Sound like a stalker. Right now is a clear message to Quit the talking over country. the opening. You have 1,200 messages. Okay, I will. Average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Freel. The mail is here. Ooh, uh, what's on your mind? Would you please put it to your fingertips, type it in to the email address, idea at wretched.org, and let us know what you're thinking. Questions, comments, conundrums, snarks, contributions. You could contribute. You hear me say something, and you go, oh, Freel, you forgot about, or you biffed it on this. Now, let me give you an example of how helpful you could have been after yesterday's Wretched Radio program. I was haranguing, (laughs) encouraging us to use Halloween as the opportune time to give the gospel to neighbor kids. And in doing so, I failed to mention that we have booklets on sale during the month of October so that you can give them away to as many kids as will darken your doorstep on Halloween. I didn't say that. You could have sent an email saying, Friel, don't forget to plug your resources. And that would have been a wonderful contribution, but you didn't. But... There's grace. So please, in the future, send a contribution, a correction, whatever it is, to idea at wretched.org. So you're saying I was helpful? Because <laughs> you told me. <laughs> it's just the way you did it. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't mind that you told me that, but just <laughs> your tone. <laughs> All right. We start off with uh, Craig. Todd, during our church service, a young man is giving his wife a wife a back massage oh boy. the entire time. Oh, the entire <laughs> that's a long back rub. Yeah, I find it to be very distracting. So how should I handle this? Gotta be careful on this one. But I do believe we have ourselves a demonstration of the beauty of the local church. This is one of a myriad of issues that you will be confronted with that could either cause you to leave or cause you to grow in holiness. James said, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So if you're getting angry at Mr. Backrubber, then you're not growing in righteousness. So here's what we get from this. We learn that if the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God, the not anger of man does produce the righteousness of God. In other words, we need a source of of agitation in order to grow in righteousness by not being angry. And doesn't the local church provide plenty of that? (laughs) Because it's filled with agitating and annoying people. And by the way, if you don't think it is, then you're probably the chief agitator. We all do things that annoy one another. If you've been married long enough, I hope you've learned that lesson. took me a long time to get this. My ways are better than her ways. My thoughts are better than her thoughts. My way of doing, you fill in the blank, better than hers. Hold the phone, you knucklehead. 
first of all, a lot of those issues in marriage are just preference issues. Some of it is a, a, a family of origin issue. Your spouse does it that way because that's the way their family did things. And if we don't learn to overlook those things, put them in their correct category and just let it go, you're going to have a it's going to be a long marriage. Everybody's going to be shocked you make it to five years. We've got to learn to overlook. And as we do those things, we are growing in loving kindness, self-control, in patience. In other words, the righteousness of God is being produced in us. Ditto the church. If it's a sin issue, that's a different deal. But remember, there's even a distinction in discernment when it comes to sin issues. If I see a brother, so I see Jimmy. Uh, okay, here you go. Jimmy? Yes. Um, imagine I walked by your office and I heard you swear. Okay. It's not a stretch. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is a stretch. I've I'm never joking. heard you even remotely say anything bawdy or right. tawdry. Yeah. I'm not going to burst into your office and go, all right, we need to talk about church discipline. I heard you say a bad word. I go, it's a one-off. You just you just let now if it's a sin that no, I hear it happen again and again and again. Well, now I'm concerned for my brother. Mm. And as handsome as he is, I want to talk to him about this because you can have a well-coiffed beard. <laughs> and you do how much time do you spend on that? You would be surprised, not a lot. I am surprised. <laughs> if it's ongoing, Jump in, because if what is coming out of their mouth is acidic, then it's a heart issue. We jump into that. But there's a distinction in when we get involved in other people's sins. We need to make that judgment call. And there are plenty of things in the church that are mere differences of opinion. Where The parking lot size, how wide the lines should be in the parking lot. Because you've got a car and you go, bonkers! When people are so inconsiderate, they open up their door and just ding your side panel. I'm not saying that's one of my issues, but so you want them really wide. But somebody goes, but then we won't have as many visitors. I hate you. I'm quitting. Oh, no, that was a perhaps abbreviated presentation on the reality that so many people <laughs> leave a church because of agitations. Don't leave over back rubs. What do you do? There's two responsibilities here. There's two players. Agitation takes two parties. You got to have an agitator and the agitated. Your job is to not be agitated. Let it go. It's not a sin. It could be distracting and it's maybe not thoughtful, but you can let it go. In the meantime, Mr. Back Rubber needs to be considerate and go, I wonder if anybody's distracted by this. I wonder it just without getting crazy and so meticulous and scrupulous that we are in concrete and we just we don't do anything be thinking thoughts like i wonder if there's a couple behind me today that um uh, they don't even want to bump into each other they don't want to touch knees by mistake maybe i should just withhold this little act of affection for a different time in consideration of others in other words we're thinking about one another so you work on not being agitated Mr. Back, Rubber, think about other people, and both of you will be growing in righteousness. Idea at wretched.org. So you mentioned dings in the car. <laughs> yeah. How long have I worked here? <laughs> a couple of years? 40 years? Yeah. Oh, it's only been a couple of years? <laughs> it's only been a couple oh. of years, I know. Uh, I have never met anyone in my life 
that gets as many dings as their car in so short of a period of time as you. Oh, that's those weren't dings, dude. Those what? weren't crashes. Those were people flying into my. It's the weirdest thing. I got a I got a car. It's it's well, it's almost thirteen years old. But nevertheless, I I got it like a couple of years ago, and it was in pristine condition. I'm telling you, this is like a little old lady car. Like the everything on ins, nothing is there's no marks, there's no dings, there's no things with it. And I'm not a car guy. I really am not like infatuated with them. And I gotta have the grooviest ride, and I need the acceleration so I can feel those RPMs. Now I just zero interest. I just want to get from here to there, and I want it to be a smart investment because it's a depreciable asset, and I don't want to be dumb about it. So we buy used cars, and this one was a beauty. And I found myself kind of being a little protective. I still am to a degree. And it's as if God said, let me help you with that. (laughs) I'm not going to protect your car. I'm walking. I was meeting with a pastor. I'm walking to my car, which is parked on a street where it should be between the lines. A woman backs out of the space next to me and crashes into my bumper. I wasn't even driving. Then I'm at the ministry. This is at our old location. And we were going to shoot some sort of promotional thing. And it was we were going to use my car for it because I was going to be in the car doing something. And so I had to drive 50 yards in the parking lot. This dude in a big old pickup truck comes barreling in. I've got enough time to go. Man, he's going really fast. Hey, he's coming right at me. <laughs> ang, 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 bang. God's way of saying, don't cling too tightly. I'm going to make sure that that shiny car of yours is not an idol. And he has. <laughs> Sorry to dump on you my woes. But at some point, anecdote turns into, all right, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this? Driving down the freeway. I've never had a windshield cracked. There's a dump truck, a car in front. So it wasn't the car in front of me. It's the dump truck in front of the car. Kicks up a rock. Bang! It hits my windshield. Yep. Just got it out of the shop from parking lot woman. (laughs) Backed into my car. All right, Lord. I'm going to try to not cling too tightly. Having said that. I'm going to work on not getting annoyed with you when you ding my car. But your job (laughs) is to not be dinging people's cars. (laughs) Seriously, there's lines there for a reason. Find the middle. And when you open your door, be aware there might be an object that's going to impede your process. That could be my car. So in this instance, we have a situation where thoughtful people aren't being considerate. And then I need to stop and realize has there ever been a time when I haven't been thoughtful or considerate? And then I take a long pause because I can't immediately think of one, but inevitably I will and then realize, okay, I'm not going to get mad. That is what church will do for you. This is Wretched Radio. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable, biblical health 
sharing Christians paying for other Christians medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for mm, bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. In November 2020, Tim Challies and his wife Aileen received the phone call every parent dreads. Their 20-year-old son Nick, while away at seminary, collapsed and died. As Tim and his wife traveled to Louisville, Tim began to do the only thing he knew to do to process his loss. He began to write. And now all of his writings, some of which have been shared publicly, some not until now for the first time, have all been compiled into his latest book, Seasons of Sorrow, The Pain of Loss and the Comfort of God. Seasons of Sorrow is a book for anyone that is loved and lost. It benefits those that are working through sorrow or those that are comforting others. You'll not only see how God is sovereign over loss, but how good he is in those moments. You'll discover how to pass through times of grief while keeping your faith, and you'll learn biblical doctrine can work itself out even in life's most difficult situations. Seasons of Sorrow, available now in the Wretched Store at wretched.org. 200. That's right, 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel, they're getting saved, their parents are getting saved, the church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local church. It became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 1906. The Azusa Street Revival in Los Angeles, California, launches Pentecostalism and paves the way for the development of the modern charismatic movement. Pentecostalism is marked by a focus on supernatural gifts such as healing and speaking in tongues. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. I'm sorry. Used you as a sounding board. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Totally sorry. I am sorry. So sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. Oh, sorry. Please accept. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. My most humble apology. Okay. I need to make two apologies. A bit more interesting. For yelling at you because people keep running into my car. I'm more sorry than and then playing an apology that is unbearably long. Sorry. 
Like a filter fish. This is Wretched Radio. Please send questions, comments, conundrums, or snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right. We are. I was right there for. I did the pod thing right, and you weren't there at the beat. I actually nailed something on the soundboard. I'm sorry. Am I in a crabby mood? You know what I think it is? (laughs) It's this cough drop. I'm still dealing with the throat schmutz of the South. Freel, you're doing it again. <laughs> we, we, we didn't come to bear your burdens. Well, we're supposed to, though. So I'm, I'm, I'm eating this, and it's real, they're really good because they've got like a, a candy surprise on the inside. Ricola. <laughs> but when you, when you, you kind of get the gooey stuff out of the middle, it's sharp. Ah. And it cuts the side of your cheek. That's right. I'm now complaining to you about my cheek. Please send whatever to, including rebukes, to idea at wretched.org. All right. We are going to start with Jason. He says, it has been argued to me, Todd, that according to Romans 11.29, a pastor that has abandoned the faith and committed sexual sin can return to the ministry when he is repentant. How do I respond to this use of scripture? You must be talking to Carl Lentz. (laughs) because that's what he did and that's what he's doing there are some sins that are disqualifying there are some that are not your pastor sins i don't know if you have been exposed to that but your pastor is going to sin we accept that but there are some sins that so besmirch the office that it ruins his reputation that people can point at your church and go that's where the creeper pastor is And you're disqualified. You have disqualified yourself. It doesn't mean you're no longer a member of the kingdom. I do believe church discipline would be a wise gift to give to you. But it it means you're out. Okay. What about Romans? What is it? Romans 1129? Yes. Romans 11. What is it? 1129. Uh Okay. (laughs) Now, I know this verse from memory. But just to demonstrate the importance of actually using your Bible, let me look up Romans 11. And whilst I do, here's here's my answer to whatever this verse is about telling pastors they can get back into the sacred desk after they have committed a high-handed and high-profile sin. Context. 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 You say Romans 11, and I immediately think Israel. Yep. That's just, that's the Israel chapter. There's a future plan for Israel. It is unmistakable. The church has not replaced Israel. I'm sorry, my replacement friends. We haven't. God isn't done with them. And this chapter makes it clear. So I want to remember that before I read a verse that makes the claim that a disgraced pastor can get back into the pulpit because supposedly he cried a lot, went to some counseling sessions, and has been faithful for three months now. It's just not the way that it should work. So why would a verse suggest otherwise? And the answer is it wouldn't, and the context will help us. If you ever have somebody throw a verse in your face, hey, uh, oh, here's one for you. You're probably talking to an Episcopalian. You see, Galatians 3 talks about no distinction between men and women, therefore women can be pastors. Uh, No, time out. Hold on. Context, 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 that in Christ we are equally valued by God, even outside of Christ. God doesn't have a preferred gender. He created male and female to glorify him. Both share equal value in the eyes of God. That has nothing to do with the role of pastor. That has nothing to do with church polity. The context of Galatians tells me so. So let's do that. Romans 11, 20, Romans 11, 29. 
Yes. So that's not the same as Romans 9. No. 2011. Okay. So before we get to verse 29, let me back up to the paragraph break. Do this the next time somebody brings you a verse. Don't just look at the verse. Say, well, let's just back up a couple of paragraphs. Start reading. And if you don't find the explanation there, keep reading after the said verse, that is the aha verse, and you're going to find the context that informs what that verse actually means. Let's do that now, shall we? Verse 25. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. What's the mystery? Paul repeats this refrain that there were things that God has progressively revealed that even the angels long to look into. It was the redemptive work of Jesus Christ that the second person of the Trinity would take on human flesh to live a perfect life of righteousness, to die for the people who should die. Whoa, that's the mystery. Lest you should be wise in your own opinion. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. We're talking about Israel. We're talking about salvation. We're not talking about pastoral ministry. That's the context. Let's keep reading. The deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. This is the mystery revealed for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Who's who's in view here? Well, the Jewish people are in view and anybody who then is placed in Christ. So this has to do with Israel, with the Jewish nation, and with salvation. Verse 28, concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. Here's our verse. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Therefore, a pastor who is called into ministry can commit heinous crimes and that call can't be revoked. No, it isn't even warm to that. This has nothing to do with restoring a pastor who has disgraced himself. This has everything to do with salvation, God's mystery unfolding, and his plan for the Jewish people. Context, 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 idea at wretched.org. All righty, this one comes from Matt. Todd, uh, what what would be considered a plurality of elders in terms of number of elders? Is it a percentage of the congregation or something else? Yeah, there's no hard and fast rules on it. I think you should have as many elders as you need. There, there's there's variety that's acceptable when it comes to church polity, how you govern the church and how you tend to the sheep. And I think size has a big deal, a big role in this consideration. If you've got a pastor of a church of, say, 50 souls, that's a heavy burden. (laughs) That ain't light. That's a lot. But what if it's 150? What if it's 550? He can't tend to the sheep. Furthermore, Paul instructs Timothy that you need to assign elders because there needs to be some accountability. There needs to be more input into some of these big decisions. Now, I do believe I wouldn't bang my fist on the table, but I do believe that even when you have a plurality of elders, you do need an elder who has final say that should be exercised only when needed. Because if you don't, you're you're every single institution, jurisdiction, group or organization. It needs to have somebody who can say, "Eh, no, we're we're not going to paint the parking lot lines that close because Friel's door keeps getting dinged. I'm sorry, 
I brought it up again. Just don't play that stinger thing again that went on for days. Was that Patsy Klein, by the way? I think it was. Yes. Yes. You're the country guy. I said yes. It's it sounded more like yes than <laughs> yes. No, no, I'm just laughing at you. <laughs> With me or at me? Uh, yeah, I figured. Y- yes. So a plurality of elders is mandated. How many should you have? That isn't mandated. So how many can a church have? As many as is needed. I, I wouldn't say as many as you want because then you can be bloated and, and, and you, you might have elders who don't do much. Or on the other hand, you have too few and you've got elders who are just getting fried. So figure it out for your own church and come to those decisions. It's going to ebb and flow. It's going to expand. It's going to it's going to shrink. Do what you need to do to make sure that the sheep can actually be tended to by an elder. And if you happen to be an elder of a church, you need to know how important you are. You need to know that people need you. You need to know that your people sometimes send me an email (laughs) and they're struggling. And the first somebody will send in something that is painful, that they are that they are going through difficult, a sin issue. And my first response is always tell me about your local church. Are you a member of a local church? Okay, if not, go here to find one. But if you are. Work with your elder on this. And inevitably, this is what I hear. I don't know who they are. Or I I don't think they have time for me. That's the pastor who's probably needing some elder support. So your people, they need you. And even if they're going through a high season where life is pretty grand, they will appreciate you just checking in. How are you doing? And don't just talk politics or football. How's your soul? How are you growing? What's the Lord doing in your family's life? Elder, what I'm trying to say is we really, really need you. How many do we need? That's up to each local church. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Twitter again has suspended the libs of TikTok account for not violating its rules, and the libs of TikTok has again threatened to sue the platform if it doesn't reinstate its account. And this sounds like a movie we've seen before. A new Gallup poll has found that only one in five Americans is satisfied with the way things are going in the United States at the moment, and that both Democrats and Republicans agree that government is the top problem. I don't think that's a shock to anyone who's paying attention. Come to the next Drag Story Hour because it can get educational, fun, and entertaining. Educational? I I think he meant to say indoctrinational. Well, a Belgian bishop who recently published guidelines for the blessing of homosexual couples has now publicly said that he has spoken with the Pope and that, quote, our guidelines for blessing of homosexual couples are in line with Pope Francis. So this bishop claims Pope Francis approves the blessing ceremony for homosexual couples. And well, you know what? I am inclined to believe his claim. This week, the Supreme Court in India ruled that all women, regardless of marital status, will now be able to lawfully abort their unborn children up to 24 weeks of pregnancy. The previous law limited abortion access to single women at week 20 of pregnancy, while married women were permitted to murder their unborn child up until week 24. (laughs) Good on India for making it absolutely fair and equitable between all classes of women. 
I don't know if you saw AOC or not, but this week she erupted during a House hearing. Representative Andrew Klein of Georgia said in response to a statement by a doctor from Planned Parenthood, quote, I can't believe it's necessary to say this, but men cannot get pregnant and cannot give birth regardless of how they identify themselves. And well, this was AOC's response. The same folks who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu, that climate change isn't real, that January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. I'm not real sure that that's what Clyde said. He didn't say transgender people are not real. He said biological men do not have a uterus and cannot give birth. That's a biologically factual statement, AOC. A 23-year-old Muslim woman was poisoned to death by her Muslim stepmother after she converted to Christianity earlier this week. The girl attended a church service at the invitation of her friend and God miraculously saved the young lady. Upon returning home and informing her stepmother of her conversion, the stepmother prepared food for her which was laced with rat poison and she died shortly thereafter. As we tell you so frequently here at Wretched, please make sure that you continue to pray for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters all over the world. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible The Apostle Peter wrote a second epistle to clarify and defend the Christian message. He asserts the authority of Scripture, warns against false teachers, and reminds us that the end is coming. But God is patient, allowing all of His people to come to repentance. If you want a clear contrast between true and false Christianity, look to 2 Peter. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Call me, do anything but just call me. Clearly musicality runs in. My family, this is Wretched Radio. If you have something on your mind and you'd like to talk, please call one 282 beep with pretty much anything. Try to keep it pithy so that Jimmy doesn't have to edit you. Besides, it can eat into his nap time. He gets crabby and then the rest of us are miserable. So please call one 282 Hi, Todd. I am calling about the tithing clip that was posted on Reddit about five years ago that talked about how if you're in debt, you should not be giving because you owe the money. I was wondering if you could explain that a little bit more. My wife and I are, we're just trying to make sure that we're wise and be good stewards with our money. This is the economy that we live in that would cause us to maybe overlook debt and our actual financial position. In the old days, when it was trading stuff, you could visually see I'm lacking or I have a great deal of. You could visually take a look at your finances, what you possess, and determine where am I at so that I can determine from the heart what it is I desire to give to God, because that has precisely been the Old Testament and New Testament pattern. You pay your taxes, you pay your tithes for the running of the nation, And then you give to God whatever you want. In the era that we live in today, have you even touched a dollar bill lately? I have money, coins. By the way, I did touch some coins sort of recently. They're light. Wow. (laughs) 
You can tell a nation has changed when its currency is really flimsy. You could you could bend it with your teeth. We don't see money much. And we don't sometimes see the debt that we're in when we just get a credit card statement every month. You're not you're, yeah, you see the number, but you're not seeing the thing that it represents. And so I think we have the we're, we're, we're just a little bit blinded to our status. Now, I say all of that in an effort to try to unpack what you rightly repeated. I said five years ago, you shouldn't be giving to God if you're in debt. Now, here's why. Because you're in debt. Your, your, your balance sheet is off. You don't have stuff to give. Your job is to work hard to get out of debt. Then you can give to God what you actually have. If you're running in the red, now, please note, that doesn't mean every credit card means you're running in debt. If you've got a credit card and you're keeping up with the payments and you're not finding yourself suddenly racking up with an insurmountable number, that's fine. You've got a car payment. That's okay. It's an asset that you can that, that actually is a physical support for the debt that you have. Same thing is true with your home. So those things, I don't see those things as being debt. I see that as the way the economy runs. And as long as you're managing it well, you're doing just fine. But if you don't have money to pay off your creditor, you owe somebody something. Including your school loan. Sorry, did that just slip out? If you owe somebody something, then you need to work on getting that thing paid off. You need to be faithful to that, and you need to do everything that you can within reason to accelerate those payments so that you can get back to giving to God because you can't give what you don't own. So let's just say you're you're in debt and it's not managed. Now, I, I would even say student loan debt can be managed. You've got a student loan, but you're you're making this much money. You make the payment. You're doing just fine. So don't think this gets you off the hook of giving. I'm talking about... You are really in debt, not with leverage debt, but you just, you, you are definitely running a deficit. Okay, what do you do with that? You recognize that if I give to God, I'm having to borrow more. I'm having to go further in debt because you don't got it. You don't, you don't have it. I think the extra money that you might amass at the end of the week or month, it needs to go to paying off that debt. Then you can get back to giving to God. Now, there might be somebody who is thinking, and I think this is always a good thought to have, does that mean I'm sinning against God if I don't give? And I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. Not in every case, certainly. For instance, you made some bad decisions. You just made some stinkers. And it caused you to be in a financial position that is not enviable. Okay, you've repented of that. You made some sinful decisions, unwise, unconsulted decisions, whether it was before or after you're saved. Okay, you're forgiven for those sins in Christ, right? So I don't think now that you happen to be in this position of not having any money to give because you don't have any money to give because it's lever- it, other people are leveraging you. You are the one that is owing. So you can't give to God, and I don't think that he looks at that and says on a Sunday morning when the plate goes by you one more time, sinner, where's your heart? Where's your heart? How do you feel about it? Now, when that plate passes by and you can't, Lord, I know I'm forgiven, but I'm so sorry. 
Help me to become a better steward. Help me to make wiser decisions. Help me to listen to people who know better than I do so that I want to get back to giving you as much as I possibly can. 1-877-282-BEEP. 1-877-282-BEEP. saying I agree with everything that you just said as it regards to taking an innocent life. Should I kill one to save five? How do you answer to the always asked question of, but what if it's Surely we can kill him. How do you answer that? <laughs> I know why you had to beep that. Yep. <laughs> do you know what else you can't say on social media these days? What's that? Abortion. Ah. We did a video about Stacey Abrams' brilliant revealing of the conspiracy that we men have been faking the sound of a heartbeat in the ultrasound machine so that we could pass legislation that keeps women barefoot and in the kitchen. You took Stacey Abrams to reveal that. So we did a video on it and we used the word abortion and it got a warning. And then they had to explain to everybody what an abortion is. In other words, they punished us. <laughs> and Facebook, they really, woo, they, they didn't punish us. They drubbed us a couple of years ago. We used that beeped out name. Think of an evil guy with a really ugly mustache <laughs> who lived in Germany and wasn't very friendly to Jewish people. Okay, we use that name. You can't use that name. You want to to do something that will agitate you? Freel. No, we have enough of this. Nevertheless, go to your phone and look up. And and, uh, 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 what is the thing where you can, I don't have it on my phone anymore, uh, um, where you type in, like, um, I want to respond to you, Jimmy, with a football, like football players on the field. Look, video of that. Is that what is that called? Not Bitcoin, emoji. Yeah. What What is that thing called? Where you do the, it's videos. Oh, I'm not oh, You're sure. as pathetic as I, I am. I am. I'm an old man now. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about where it's, you know, and, and then they show you like 7,500 different examples. You type in the word licorice and you get videos of licorice or somebody's eating licorice. Uh, whatever that thing is. Go ahead. Put the mustache's name in there. See how many images pop up. Zero. Go ahead. Try any of the other communist dictators of the 20th century. Won't find them. You can put in Winston Churchill. He's there, which is kind of funny that they'd let him be there. Nevertheless, they're just censoring stuff. So we had to beep out that guy's name. Oh, I love that we have a free press that just <laughs> doesn't control anything that we want to say or think or or even articulate what about the taking of the life of somebody that you know is going to do evil so this is typically the scenario you are it's 1910 uh, or 1900 give or take whatever the year was that mustache man was born and you see mrs mustache man the mother and she's pregnant, and you have a rifle, and you know what that baby's going to do. Are you justified in killing her? And the answer is no, because that's murder. Circumstances don't dictate morality. If you are taking somebody's life and you do not have the authority to do so, because I do believe the government has the authority to bear the sword to indeed enact corporal punishment, capital punishment rather, corporal punishment. 
Is one punishing of somebody who just has the rank of corporal and the other one is it takes your life? Whatever the distinction is, they have the right to do that. So if you're involved in that practice, by the way, you're not sinning. But you would be sinning if you take matters into your own hand, if you act as a law unto yourself, if you try to justify the end, to use the end to justify the means, then you're sinning. So we just can't do that. That's utilitarianism. That's pragmatism. And that is simply not the way that God operates. And you say, wow, that can come at a heavy cost. Yep, you're right. And that's immediately when we fall into the doctrine of sovereignty. Lord, you do not want me shooting Mrs. Mustache. I know what this is going to involve and what this is going to mean. Oh, Lord, would you please stop that? Would you would you change that course, even though the changed course is the actual course? Because we do not get to sin to stop more sinning. This is Wretched Radio. Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines. Wait, I know what it is. Jesus is building his church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Espiritu from the Master's Academy International in the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the march in the Philippines. Souls are being saved, churches are being built, and yet there are too many empty pulpits. And that is where you come in. Would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the Philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided? The Masters Academy International training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Hey, thank you for joining us on Wretched Radio today. You know, we've talked about it so much here on Wretched Radio. The third leading cause of death for Gen Z is suicide. They are depressed, they're anxious, they're suicidal, and they're lost. And Road Trip to Truth is here to help you understand just how to talk and witness to this generation. They have questions, and Road Trip to Truth will help you with the answers to some of the questions they're asking. Seasons 1 and Seasons 2 of Road Trip to Truth available right now at wretched.org or roadtriptotruth.org and it's only made possible by the support of our gospel partners. If you're a gospel partner already, we certainly do appreciate you and your efforts. If you're not a gospel partner, would you please prayerfully consider becoming one? Pray about it. Talk to your spouse about it and go to wretched.org slash donate and there you'll find answers to a lot of the questions you'll likely have. That's wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Hey, isn't this groovy? Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet, the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like Preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today, offering free loving Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. 
Please join the literal battle for life. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Titles of Christ. In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who he is and what he has done. Jesus is called the seed of the woman. Immediately after the fall of man, God promised a savior who would be the offspring of the woman. Jesus was born of a virgin, a divine savior born of the seed of woman. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And just for those who don't know that corporal punishment is spanking, <laughs> I can't imagine. Making church signs. <laughs> you know you love Straight from the big guy. We know just what he'd say. Like, oh, maybe come down there. So then we put it on the freeway. Yep. Everybody, let's go. This is Wretched Radio Church Signs. We'd love to sort of sometimes hear about them <laughs> by calling one 877 Jimmy, the one that somebody emailed to me, uh-huh. uh, it was it was something about a flood, I think the with the hurricane and the flooding. Uh-huh. Um, if, if you're caught in a flood, we, Noah, got uh- it. <laughs> wow, wow. That's a good one. Noah doesn't even doesn't even begin with the letter K. See what they did right there? one 282 beep one 282 beep By the way, this might help you as you get older, which you are, because that's what happens every single time a second passes. You will get to an age where when you forget something like, let's just imagine corporal punishment, <laughs> what that is, and you're going to go, oh... I'm getting older. Uh-oh, is this a sign that I'm going to be mentally diminished in the future? And the answer is you forget stuff when you're a kid. You've always forgotten stuff. Oh, might it pick up for some reason? Yeah, but don't turn that into, well, you know, I'm old and I just forget all the time. Yeah, that's exactly right. My kids forget to clean their room all the time. Isn't that something? <laughs> Are your kids related to my kids? Is that possible? one 282 beep with church signs. Church signs. Forbidden fruit make many jam. Oh, it's such a minimizing of sin. I know it's just supposed to be a joke, but frankly, I think it has turned the church into a joke when we keep putting up really pathetic puns. Church signs. Adam and Eve, the first couple who didn't read the apple fine print. That didn't leave the what? That yeah. didn't read the apple fine print. Ah, <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you, I would not be surprised if revival didn't break out in that town. That church sign. Whoa. <laughs> Mr. Todd Friel, I have a church sign for you, and it is, it's hot out there. Come in and chill with God. Chill with God. Chill. Kick it back. Kick off your shoes and sit a spell with the deity. He's your buddy. He's just waiting for you. So just come in and chill. I don't know why the world has such a low view of God and Christianity. I have no idea. Got a church sign for you. God's having a family reunion. Are you coming? I like that. 
because <laughs> it has some conviction to it. I, I like church conviction signs. I'm not sure that you want that to be your church sign every week. You might be known as the Krabby Church Lickety Split, but at least that has a little zip to it. I have to tell you, I love seeing the bumper stickers that some people have that will say, Jesus is coming back. Repent and believe Jesus. It's like, good, good that somebody, look, somebody's probably not going to pull over and say the sinner's prayer, which is actually a good thing. But the point is, it has something that could actually be a seed that gets planted. So many of these church signs, they're just so worthless. Canadian CRC church sign. God can't heal what you don't reveal. God can't feel. No, no, no. He can't heal. Oh, he can't heal yeah. what you don't reveal. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's even true. <laughs> he can heal anything he wants to anytime that he wants to. If the idea is that you need to get things out in the open in order for them to be addressed, yeah, but <laughs> just say that, but preferably not on a church sign. Church sign, daylight saving, save time. Jesus, save lives. Okay. All right. I don't have to be crabby and persnickety with every beep talk. I'd like to be, but okay. Then, okay. Church sign, jump like Jesus. That's it. Jump like Jesus. What in the world? Are they reading the Message Bible? Where did they get that concept from? Where do we see Jesus <laughs> jumping? I'm trying to imagine. What? Church sign. Oh, boy. Let your heart show you the way. Oh, good. That's precisely my problem. What kind of an Episcopalian church would put up a sign like that? Or... Unitarian, or these days Methodist, zoink, scoob. Come on, Methodist, get it together. Hold the line on these issues and stay a sound denomination. It doesn't happen to be in perfect alignment with my theology, but Methodism certainly is orthodox, and we'd rather see them stay in the fold than go wandering out under the range of apostasy. We don't need our hearts to lead us. Our hearts are deceitful and wicked above all things. Who can know them? We need a heart transplant. Hey, we get one because that's what the new covenant is. When God gives us a new heart with new desires, a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. Maybe put that on a church sign as opposed to follow your own heart. That is romantic to the core. I'm not talking about lovey-dovey. I'm talking about romanticism. You got to let your heart, man. You got to be you. If you if you think that you're a different gender on the inside, you got to let it fly, man, because that's the real you. That's romanticism, and it has no place on a Christian church sign. Church sign in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh oh. Now let's be careful here. I like the Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> yes, you do. In fact, I like it so much I can't imagine there would be a bad church sign there. <laughs> let's see, shall we? Church sign in Greenville, South Carolina. Life is not a remote. Get up and change it yourself. Okay. Okay. Was that the Church of Norman Vincent Peale? 
Was that a Robert Schuller spinoff? Is the Crystal Cathedral even in business anymore? And when I say in business, I mean that. Is his son still doing the the thing? It was a really diminished presentation where where the I I think it was Robert Bobby. No. Bobby Bobby was the older one. And the younger, he was the one who did the baptisms at the Crystal Cathedral. And I think he got into some hot water for that. This is that it was the younger son that was doing the Crystal Cathedral. And it was it was interesting. They were trying to give it that same feel to attract an older audience. They weren't shooting young. They were trying to hold on to Pop's audience. I are they would you look them up, Crystal Cathedral, see if they're they're still I think they're in a cathedral and it doesn't have any crystal because they sold it to the Catholic Church. Church time, the life we live is the lesson we teach. Okay, these are all so humanistic. Believe in your heart or whatever the other trite sayings were. These are all let you lead you. No, we need to be led. Church sign long ago in a Galilee far, far oh, away. Stop. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, dot, 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 what? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Well, we don't have a finish to it. We just wanted to use a pun, so we did. We know it doesn't make no sense, but it's punny. Church sign, we're all about that grace, about that grace, about no the, devil. Yeah, okay. Little dated. <laughs> and all about that bass, about that no treble. Was that the song from Megan Trainer? Wow. Yeah. Why did I know that? It's got to be like eight or ten years old. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. More We're than the that. church. We're contemporary. Crystal Cathedral still in business, Jimmy? It is. Is it? It is. And is it, what's the name of the Schuler that's running it now? Uh, I do not see that. It, well, they don't, don't go looking on their faith statement because... Why would they put that up there? More details to come. Church sign. Normal isn't coming back, but Jesus is. Yeah, we've. You know what? That must be a sign that's going on because we've we've heard that one before. No, not trying to throw water on your vibrato church sign proclamation, sir. But that must be that must be one that's going on. Uh, there's got to be church. If Jimmy weren't already consumed with the Crystal Cathedral, I'd ask him to go to church sign websites. I'll bet there are dozens of them with dopey signs available. You got the name of the Schuler that's now running the Crystal Cathedral? Yeah, it's not listing it. Let me buy you some time. <laughs> church sign, confess, repent, move on. That isn't wrong. That isn't wrong. I don't know that it's wise to make that sort of public proclamation because it's like, do the little formula and you're good to go get back to business. Having said that, I do think that that is something that a lot of Christians need to hear who get caught up in sensing a lack of assurance because they sin. What do you do when you get that streamer thought? You you think that thought that, ah, not again. Just repent, Lord. I'm so sorry for that thought. Please purify my mind. Give me the mind of Christ. And then move on. And then then get on with business. So you don't stay stuck. And I'm afraid we're going to stay stuck because I'm looking at Jimmy's face and he's got that panic look like you can't even find the current pastor. It's not on here. Of the self-help cathedral until tomorrow go serve your king